0: we're back. This is kind of becoming a daily thing. I'm not mad at it. I hope you're not mad at it either. I hope you're finding something new and different to learn and talk about. I hope you're finding something that reaches you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It is the holiday time of year, and right now what I want to talk about is just the start of, this will be a two-parter I think, but calming and calming addictions. The holidays are a really hard time especially when you're suffering through mental health struggles and the struggle's real and sometimes we turn to things that we don't necessarily i'm not going to say we don't need but sometimes we turn to things that aren't the healthiest for us It's only natural. We spend our whole lives trying to rebel from where we've been. So those of us who have suffered and gone through different traumas are going to react to those differently. And using um, some sort of substances is... It's kind of something that happens to a lot of people for good or for bad. And some people can get through it and some people we lost to it. used to have to drink copious amounts to get through the holidays and everything. I just... My anxiety was so high, I didn't recognize what was going on. I always was gonna say the wrong thing. So at least then I could say the wrong thing and be like, well, I was fucked up and. I know it was, it wasn't right for me. And it was extremely difficult on my family and the holidays will all be, always be a time that I think about it a little bit more. Thinking about calming addictions. Maybe I'll just make this one longer post. Calming addictions. What are some of the things you do to calm I think one of my most helpful things in recent times is having an actual physical stone to ground me with. Now, I don't care what you believe in. If you believe in God, gods, different deities, I mean, you choose, you're the boss, you're the one driving the train, and that's important having a calming stone to ground you. Look up worry stones. Something that can fit in the palm of your hand that you can hold. A physical entity that you can hold to try to push all that anxiousness, and all that question, and doubt, and fear into. It's, um, I know it's tough, especially this time of year. Parties, there's things happening. You want to participate. You want to be part of the group. You want to be accepted. That was one of the biggest thing that things that was I struggled with. One, I stopped drinking. Was, am I still going to be accepted for who I am? And overwhelmingly the answer was yes and there were still times where the answer was no I was not going to be accepted people didn't want me to change people didn't want me to grow and those people aren't really part of my life anymore and you do outgrow people, and it can be family. And I know that sounds harsh, but you can love someone with all your heart and not like them or not know that being around them or what they're saying is destructive to your health and well being. You're allowed, you get to make those decisions. I put out the focus of this one for tonight to be calming addictions before the holidays and when I was first thinking about it I thought I had so much that I I would split it and talk about it twice. But I think we just have some more pressing topics going on right now. And the important thing is that we get to those instead of focusing on just generalities. I... I struggle every day with my addiction and yet at the same time I don't think about my addiction at all it's really kind of a complicated identity and it will always be there but it I know that for me it's I drink or I live and I choose to live (laughs) I never could just stop it didn't help that I had a lot of endocrine and PCOS and different stuff going on with all those systems that made it impossible to predict how I was going to react to alcohol on a certain day. I tried to use other parts, parts of my OCD, other parts of my OCD to to help me cope. I would not recommend to that. I'm a hair puller by birth, by trade, by life, and and I went through this this summer too. I thought if I just focused where I was pulling and used it as therapeutic versus an unconscious condition, which is what it is, then I could release some of the tension and things would start to get better. Instead, my legs started to get infected and I couldn't stop because once I start something we've established, I do not stop no matter what the thing is, even if it's bad for me. Hence the alcohol and the um. trouble with that honestly I try to think back to when I first got sober and what was the thing that calmed me the most enough to stop Part of it was, I know part of it was, I always wondered about being over-medicated and I thought maybe if I was not, I would not be an alcoholic. So after six months of sobriety and not taking any, anything, No antidepressants, nothing for anxiety. I tried to see if I could pick back up and just be a normal person. And I couldn't. It's one of my greatest accomplishments and my greatest faults is my intense OCD for not letting go of things and yeah that's the thing so I couldn't let go of the alcohol I couldn't stop once I started I thought I could control it but it was controlling me things to do if this is something you're contemplating whether it be alcohol drugs whatever the vice might be ice cream you name it Um, I have a few words of advice that I think may or may not help hopefully they'll help number one always have someone in the room who knows that you are sober and will back you up I cannot emphasize more greatly how much it helped to know that I had somebody who knew what I was doing and was able to run interference especially at the beginning so going from experiences where I was going to be the last one standing. And now all of a sudden, I was not going to participate. How to be normal, be accepted, not have a thousand questions asked of me, and being able to get through the night without anything. Having an ally was invaluable. We can talk about allyships in a lot of different ways and we will, but having that person who I couldn't look at across the room and nod to and they would know that I needed a hand to shift a conversation or to get into a different place I mean what true kind of friend can you have than someone who's gonna be there to support you at your weakest and I don't even necessarily want to say weakest because so it wasn't always times that I wanted to do anything. It was more times that it was just like I can't keep I can't keep explaining myself. I don't want to keep explaining myself. I shouldn't have to explain myself. It's something that happens in a lot of varying arenas. Is saying no but having to qualify it. You should never have to qualify your no for whatever it is. If you say no, as simple as my kids book and ABC of equality, no means no under the letter N, it is, um, you don't owe it to anybody. You don't owe an explanation to anyone. You don't owe... You owe nothing. You are the one that sets the rules for yourself, for how you are treated, and for how others interact around you. You get to set those rules. So having an ally is a huge piece of it. Number two, I would suggest being very vocal. And I, of course, am known for oversharing. Sorry, it's what I do. But... I don't think of it as oversharing. I think of it as saying statements that should be considered normal and okay in everyday society to say. I should be able to say, I'm an alcoholic and have people still accept me for who I am and be able to separate that from the things that I can do that are Will that make me me? Right now, my body doesn't work. It doesn't work correctly. Still figuring out the puzzle. But in this moment, I'm... Oh, my God, Katie is going to listen to this and think, like, oh, we just talked about this. You have to be strong. it's still hard. I am disabled. I'm a disabled person. And whether that is a temporary or permanent condition, I don't know. But the fact is right now that I have disabilities and I am working on living my life through them. And I need to stop being embarrassed because it's just the truth. And that's the thing about talking and being able to say, I'm sober, I'm not partaking in these drugs or these activities or these substances. Whatever it is, being able to say that, more people will accept it than you think. I mean, really, that's what I found. Like, I started with allies, and then I found that there were more people in the room that were supportive, didn't care, were proud, because they knew I was struggling. And they didn't know how to make a difference, but their support made all the difference, Number one, ally. Number two, talk. Make these conversations destigmatized by speaking freely, openly, and frequently about everything that's uncomfortable to say. Because you know what? If you don't, Then maybe somebody else won't. And the cycle continues itself. Until nobody again wants to talk about these things. And now you feel even more shame and stigma because no one talks about these things. It's a real mindfuck. Not gonna lie. As I mentioned before... Finding something calming that is a physical talisman or whatever you want to call it, it helps. It helps to feel like you're offloading. You're sending all the negative and the stress and the anxiety into this object. think that stones are a great source of that. I think that with every stone having a different meaning and set of qualities and strengths and representations is a huge thing to think about. Now, not only are you just looking for a rock, but you're looking for something that speaks to the strengths that you want to portray and absorb as this stone is absorbing your weakness and your humanity that's right we're all human and humans are fallible it doesn't matter what you believe religiously or spiritually humans are fallible in every book, we are given free will. Or if you believe just science, we evolved to have free will. Take it as you will. But it's what makes us human. And that's why we have the opportunity to use to access. And we have the opportunity to Stop if that's what's best for us. People often ask me questions about sobriety and if it's the right thing for them and how they should go about it. But I never try to give a clear cut answer because I can't know the full extent of the picture because I'm not you. So, if you ask me, Jackie, I think I might have a problem, I'll say, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you think you have a problem, what you think you have a problem with, how that's affecting your day to day. Let's talk about the details. And let's just speak. And getting that off to your chest will make you feel better, I promise. But I'm also not going to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do. I could have someone who I know is struggling with alcohol or substances, anything. I can have someone I know that is struggling. Ask me point blank, Jackie, what do I do? Do I quit? And I can't give them that answer. And you know why the reason is because I am not them. And that answer doesn't mean anything unless it comes from inside. You have to make the choice. You have to decide what is best for you. You have to decide if staying the course is best, you have to decide if changing courses is better. But it's not up to me. I'm here to talk you through it and to see how you feel about it when you break it down into a deeper level. I am not here to be your mother. And I don't think anyone's mother is going to stop them from doing what they're going to do again, we're only human (laughs) I've had to figure out think about what I'm going to explain to my kid when she grows up and is getting to that age where alcohol is a thing Am I going to forbid her from drinking? That's ridiculous. No. There's a huge possibility that she would be fine. And really, who am I to deny her from having her own experiences and making her own choices? I'm her mom. But I'm not in charge of her humanity she gets to decide she gets to work and figure it out for herself now that doesn't mean that I'm not going to send her in prepared and with the knowledge that she has of our family background so that she will be able to make decisions for herself knowing the background that she has and being able to assume the risk, all the risks that come with it. Am I going to judge her if she does? No. Again, it's being human. Am I always going to be sober and ready to go pick her up if she needs me? Yeah, because I don't drink because if I drink I die and that's not in the cards anymore maybe there was some day where I had a little bit more of a um, inkling that that was well that people would be better off without me but that is not true And it's the same about you. People are not going to be better off without you. You get to make your own decisions. A few other quick things, thinking about calming, calming addictions, getting ready before the holidays. Progressive relaxation is something that is connecting your mind to your body so you can feel all your cells and start relaxing them until every little bit starts to behave, calm down relax Phone a friend if you are struggling. If you don't think you can make it through whatever you're facing, call someone. Don't just text them, call them. Now I know we live in a culture where most of us don't pick up a phone, but I would encourage. Calling, checking in letting someone hear your voice and something I knew that was always an issue with me is that people could hear it in my voice and I thought I was doing my best job to hide it but you can't hide from the reality that's right in front of you Calming is just another state of being. It's not the op- opposite of anxiety. It's just a quieter place in your head. It's somewhere you want to live. You want to have quality, meaningful, And productive conversations in life. But you can't do that when you're a slave to an addiction. And yeah, for everybody who doesn't think that addiction goes hand in hand with. Everything. It sure fucking does. It will affect your whole life in ways you don't even know. It'll make it harder for you to see the force for the trees. Some people take a nap to feel calm. Some people work out to feel calm. There are different ways that we cope physically to counteract. And um, I think we can keep going with that. There's always going to be something new because there's always going to be something more we've learned about ourselves, our situations, our friends, our family, and how we need to react to all of this. And what's our best coping mechanism? Sometimes people do better with reading than they do with watching something. That sense of Getting into a book and the feel of the pages is comforting. Some people need to watch something to quiet out and drown the additional voices in their head, telling them that they're not good enough. There's a meditation that I I do like, or mantra, whatever you want to call it, and it is from the movie "What About Bob?" and that is, I mean, it's a classic. If you are old enough to know what it is, then great. You know what I'm talking about. What about Bob? I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I start to center myself. And I start to believe that i'm in control i feel great i know i'm in control and i'm starting to work through and move again in a positive direction i feel wonderful i'm in charge i i know what i'm doing And i have the support i need to do it i feel good i feel great i feel wonderful may seem like a silly little limerick but it is truly something to keep in mind because it also has positive connotations and too many times especially when we're dealing with addictions and trying to figure out getting clean, getting help, getting out, getting in, we put a negative spin on it. So having some sort of thing to say that is positive is going to make the road less challenging. It's not one of those highways in Rhode Island that you know is never going to get fixed. It's a road that you can build upon. The other one that kind of speaks to me, too, we're gonna just, we're just go, taking it back to old school, is Cool Runnings. I challenge you to watch that movie and not feel both empowered and passionate, And then at the same time, like you can make a difference. There's a scene in there where two of the bobsledders are talking feels like look in the mirror junior what do you see and he doesn't know what he sees he doesn't know himself enough because he's only been trying to do what other people want of him and in the same way of I feel good I feel great I feel wonderful we hear I see pride I see power again, redirecting those negative and doubtful thoughts that keep creeping in and turning them into something positive. So important. And now we are aligned with verbiage that will help us when we're feeling at our lowest. But again, only you can come to the decision of what you need to do. And it's hard because it may be painfully even obvious to people that you need to make this change. But the change isn't going to happen. And the change isn't going to stick until you make the decision for yourself and you own it once you are comfortable comfortable in yourself comfortable being comfortable being around people and in environments and not doing the things you were doing before that's when it starts to get easier I'm thinking, have been thinking a lot about Aaron Carter and his death. And I, going to be honest, I've been very busy this weekend and I haven't really deep dived into his cause of death. But it's tragic. He's too young, he got played by so many people taken advantage of led down a road that wasn't healthy and ultimately well he's no longer with us especially in the last year with everything that has gone on I can't fathom the amount of pressure Actually, I can, but that's just the amount of pressure to be someone as everybody sees you, but it's not who you are. And then dealing with personal, emotional, physical turmoil on top of it. How can you survive? can't survive it makes sense that someone wouldn't survive and that doesn't mean we don't want them here but at the same time I have to wonder does he finally have some peace does he finally get to rest I hope someday that my brain slows down enough so that I get some rest because it's not something that comes naturally to me not rest, not self-care not coping, not calming I am a walking ball of anxiousness Dissecting every move that I make and trying to figure out where I went wrong every step of the way. Whether it actually happened or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can we can make a difference we can make a difference in each other by lending a supportive ear by being an ally and we can help ourselves by being brave enough to step off of the road the detour that brings us back is the one we need to follow. And we will, because that's what we do. We get up, we stand up and fight, and we don't take any shit from anyone. glad that you're all still here. I'm glad that I'm still here. I'm glad that I survived even times that didn't seem likely. And I'm glad that I'm glad that I can talk about it in a rational way. And five years ago, I might not have been able to express that as clearly, but the fact is, it's all in your hands, nobody else can do it for you, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's true, it's not going to stick, and it's not going to be right until it is you making the decisions for yourself. And I know you can. So whatever it means... Take some pride in yourself... And let yourself blossom. I was listening the other night to somebody talking about how much they hated doing butterfly tattoos because you know, they symbolize growth and they're kind of basic and it's a lot of, you know, just cliche. And I thought people should be able to have their cliches. Is it something I would choose? No. Do I think that people are allowed to have That's what makes us human again. Having those cliches and being able to operate them and operate around them. I'm just, I'm kind of blown away by the amount that we have taken off in such a short time. I have a lot planned for the next month, but I am just very proud of everyone who's listening and who has listened because I couldn't do it without you. But the reality is it has to be done. The work has to be done. And I feel unworthy, whether it's because of what I went through myself, or because of how everything went around me, I feel unworthy that I'm taking this mantle of, I'm going to fix everything. And it feels unrealistic, and as my therapist would say, start too big but no if we're gonna make a stand if we're gonna get some traction it's go big or go home and I cannot stress that enough you have to make the leap You have to. And that's why having these calming coping mechanisms in place for when you need them is so important. Because without it, what are you going to do? I hope you get some sleep tonight. I have a really early alarm tomorrow and I don't anticipate that much sleep, but... If you can calm your brain and the voices in your head that keep telling you you're not enough, you'll find your way through the fog and to where you need to be.